Well, hello there, and welcome to the Success to Go podcast. I am your host, Christopher Tompkins. We have an awesome show for you today. We are going to be talking with my good friend, Tiffany Ford from American Stage, and uh, she's going to tell us a lot about what inspires her, what makes her successful, and what her ideas of success are, because you know what? The Success to Go podcast is all about helping you, our listeners. Are you, are you new? Okay, if you're new to the Success to Go podcast, I want to tell you one thing. This, we're going to be talking, I'm going to be interviewing, and well, basically, they're just really nice chats with good friends of mine um, that I've met over my many years in business that have not only inspired me to take it to the next level, but have given me tips that I'm able to then apply to my business, to my life, to my work-life balance, which I think is super important, and uh so if you are listening to this on any different one of those podcast little apps that you got there, if you're listening to it on iTunes or Stitcher or any of the other ones, please give me a little bit of a star. Please share and any comments or questions that you have. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our upcoming episodes, please let me know. You can reach out to us through any of our podcast channels as well as the website for my company, The Go Agency, thegoagencyusa.com. So, without further ado, what I want to talk to you about is, let me introduce you to Tiffany. Okay, Tiffany is the Director of Education and Improv at American Stage. And, I mean, Tiffany is so talented. Um, She, for me, I think she has such the great balance of professionalism. She has a work-life balance, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, She's a director, she's a producer, and she's also a teaching artist dedicated to empowering people to be bolder, wiser, and more compassionate on stage. And, you know, in life, through the power of theater. Tiffany came to American Stage uh, after expanding youth and adult education problems um, programs, actually, <laughs> not problems, at a solo repertory theater. Prior to her work with a solo rep, Tiffany spent almost a decade in Washington, D.C., which is a great city, where she worked with the American Alliance for Theater and Education, Imagination Stage, Washington Improv Theater, and the Kennedy Center's Page to Stage Festival. So this woman's been busy and she's got experience. We're going to talk to her today. Hello, Tiffany. Hello, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. It's always such a pleasure to talk to you. Um, before, before we go into anything else, everyone, if you want to learn more about a really awesome thing that we're going to be talking about later on, AmericanStage.org is the first link that I'm going to talk about, but we're going to talk about another link later about an upcoming event that's going to be really great for you to learn more about. So, um, Tiffany, uh, it's so great to have you here. Uh, You know, what we're going to do is we're going to go through some awesome question and answers because I want the listeners to learn a little bit more. I want them to gain from your knowledge. I want them to really be able to connect with some of the messages that I feel that you've shared with me and with others that have been really inspirational and, and it like, takes things to the next level. And I, I think that one of the first things that I always think about um, in a, a, any you know, success, uh, successful person or successful processes is it always starts out with some sort of morning routine. So do you have a morning routine? I mean, how do you start each day to create you know, success or to inspire yourself? Well, that, that's a great question because, it, you know, I think it, it can be challenging for all of us to, uh, mm. to create a morning routine that works for us. It's something that 
is really individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in the and and you know, I'm not a morning person, so it's taken <laughs> me some time to develop <laughs> what works for me. <laughs> So I try to set a foundation to be calm and clear and kind to, uh, for, for the day ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, coffee is an important part of that. Um, <laughs> um, and really, it, it's an effort to to be focused mm-hmm. and intentional with my choices throughout the day. Okay. Uh, I'm not someone who bounces out of bed excited to start the, the day. Yeah. I need to be slowly introduced to the idea of opening my eyes and standing up. <laughs> So my dog is a really important part of that. I love my dog, Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> he, um, the thing that keeps me going is him, and he knows that that's his job. So uh, he knows when my alarm goes off, he needs to get me up. And typically I walk him, and then uh, I'll do yoga in the morning. Sometimes I'll take him on a run instead. Uh, then after that, I'll sit and I'll drink coffee for at least 15 minutes uh, so mm-hmm. that I don't feel like I'm rushed. Right, and okay. I'm, enough to interact with other human beings. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it, what time do you usually get up? Uh, I actually, I set my alarm for seven, okay. uh, which is, which is good. We don't really uh, start our office hours here at American stage until around 10 a.m. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. And your commute isn't too, too hectic either. So it's, uh, and, and also for any of you listeners that are outside of, of, you know, the Florida community, the American stage is in downtown St. Pete. So we, uh, and we're both, um, living in Florida, uh, Tiffany and I both. And it's, it's some, so it's sometimes getting up early in the morning is that you're welcome to that relentlessly cheerful weather, uh, that sometimes mm-hmm. can be a little bit much if you're not in the best mood. Um, it's it's funny because I'm the complete opposite. I'm a morning person, and mm-hmm. I find that my most effective time in the day is in the first half of the day. Um, yeah. So I'm annoying in the mornings. <laughs> I'm the I'm like super annoying. I get up and I'm and if I if I get a call or, or I'll call my parents and I'll be like, Hey, how you doing? How you doing? What are you doing? And they're like, What? <laughs> we just got up. Um, yeah. But no, I yeah, think... my hu- my husband's like that. So he'll get up and he's like, "Hey," and he wants to have conversations. And I'm like, "Just we just need to slow down for a little bit." <laughs> I just need to slow down for a little bit. Mike, pump the brakes. Uh, you know, uh, do you feel that um, having some sort of physical? You know, you're, you're saying that you you take Charlie for a walk. You go, you do some yoga, or you go running. Uh, you know, do you feel that that is something that really helps? you know, set you up for success? If you, if you don't have that in your day, do you feel, do, if, how about this rather? If any part of your routine's removed, do you feel off kilter? Um, sometimes, uh, it, only if I'm really, really feeling rushed. Uh, if mm-hmm. there's something, it, typically if my, if there's something off kilter in my routine, um, it's because there's something special happening that day. Right. Uh, like the first day of summer camp or something like that, where I have to really be there before 7 a.m., you know, and I don't, it's not light out. You know, I can't go running or anything like that. So, um, but the the physical, um, the, really the the physical activity mm-hmm. helps my brain flow. Right. Uh, and and really just getting outside. As long as I get outside, which I really have to do at some point to walk my dog anyway. Right. It just puts things into perspective, and that's really important um, mm-hmm. when you know, you're about to rush into the day. Yeah, and also, you know, <clears throat> because you deal with so many, you, you deal with such a cross-section of ages um, and people, um, I, I would imagine that, you know, obviously starting your day off with a level head is is, is pretty damn important. Yeah, and it's, you know, as 
as the director of education and improv, it's, yeah. uh, there, there's a lot of different departments within that. Mm-hmm. And we have American Speaks has a tremendous education program that's been developed over our 40-year history. So we have multiple youth programs and outreach programs. Mm-hmm. And now we have this, this uh, growing and big improv program. Mm-hmm. We have educational programming for adults around the main stage plays. And so there's so, so many segments, segmented groups of people mm-hmm. um, that I interact with every day. You know, we have we have 20-plus teaching artists and, and the staff here. And and it, getting some perspective at the top of the day helps me remember that, you know, every person that I interact with, they don't understand the full context of my job or my work. Mm-hmm. And so it helps me understand that if they're asking for something or if they're coming in and they need something, I, I um, it, it just helps me think from – from their perspective, as opposed to, you know, well, that's not the priority for me right now. Mm-hmm. It might be the priority for them. And then I'm, I'm, then I'm just nicer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? <clears throat> that's a really good point. And, you know, to anyone that's out there listening to this, and, you know, you're dealing with people on a regular basis. You're dealing with your clients. You're dealing with your students. You're dealing with whoever, or the general public, for God's sakes. Uh, you know, if you have to stop thinking constantly from your own point of view. I think by opening yourself up to looking, to being open to why someone's asking you a certain thing, if it doesn't just, if it hits you from the side, you just got to take a step back and kind of really try to figure out why rather than reacting negatively immediately. I've seen this happen with so many people and they lose clients this way and they turn off their employees this way. So it's a really, it's a really good point that you made there, Tiffany. I, I completely agree with it. Now, uh, let's talk about something. Let's talk about tools in your toolbox, all right? We're not going to go fix a friggin' car or anything here, but, like, what business tool can you really not live without? Like, your life would fall apart if you didn't have this. I really can't live without some form of calendar alert. Right, okay. So we use, um, I use Google Calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I use that whole set of software and um that's great i really it doesn't necessarily have to be google calendar specifically Mm -hmm. but you know i i set a calendar event with a reminder alert for just about everything Mm -hmm. uh from meetings to ideas i want to think more about but later like i don't have time to think about it now and i know i need (laughs) i want to think about it later (laughs) so it's kind of like keeping a planner but more random Mm -hmm. um you know like it, it doesn't it's things that doesn't go don't go on my to do list I'll mm-hmm. set an alert for two months away that says, you know, think about corporate improv today or, um, or uh, you know, check in on X teaching artist or, mm-hmm. or, or things like that, that that are too minute to go on my, my tasks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it kind of keeps me connected and keeps me always pushing forward mm-hmm. with things. Um, so that's really, that's really the most valuable thing. People think the people I work with, like mm-hmm. my employees here, um, think it's a little weird because I'll set calendar events for everything, and, and sometimes I'll include them and invite them. They're <laughs> 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 so like, "What is that?" <laughs> well, we'll talk about it when it happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when it pops up, you know what though? But this is a this is a great takeaway point too. Um, if you are th- there's people, and I'm one of those people that I will be driving to work. And I'll be listening to a podcast or I'll just be alone with my thoughts, just like thinking through my day, listening to music, and I will come up with four or five ideas. So I will write those ideas down and I'll put them on a list. But they go on the main list, which is the problem. 
So Mm -hmm. this, what you're saying right here is exactly something that I employ where if I have ideas, I table them and schedule them for a later time to really, you know, dive into them deeper. If I feel, because by the time you get to them, sometimes you're like, oh, okay, that really was a bad idea. So you didn't waste time and you're able to schedule out your time and protect your time better. So I really like that. Uh, Now... I know that you're a big, you're a big fan of this um, as well as I am. Even though it's a it's a struggle for both of us because we're both extremely busy. You with American Stage and me with the Go Agency. You know, how, what's your real what's your idea of work work life balance? I mean, it's a big question, but you know, what's your idea of that? Yeah, it's it's interesting because you know it, it's not like having a, a typical job. Even though it, this is my job here, I'm you know. Uh, I, I guess I would call myself an entrepreneur. So it okay. really is mm-hmm. It's something that I treat as an entrepreneurial endeavor. Mm. It's really part of my life. It's part of what I love. So I don't really think of my work as separate from the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I love what I do, and it's my passion to spread the power of collaboration. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm thinking about my work constantly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and it becomes part of every relationship, mm-hmm. uh, not because over, uh, but because it's just a part of who I am. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this job is specifically connected to, to you know, my personal why. Mm-hmm. So, so, I'm, so I'm, I guess I'm talking about my work here, not really my job, but mm-hmm. I'm lucky enough to have, my, uh, to have a job that captures my work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I might spend 40 to 50 hours a week on the job, but I'm spending more time on my work, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which is which is why, you know, what you described when you're, like, driving in the car or you have, mm-hmm. you're doing something else or listening to something and you have a bunch of ideas, mm-hmm. it's important to have systems that account for that, yes. um, mm-hmm. that you can think about things later and mm-hmm. set it down. You don't have to hold everything in your, in your mind all the time. Absolutely. Um, but it's, you know, it, because of that, because it's just part of what I do is just part mm-hmm. of who I am, um, it, 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 it can become negative or obsessive if I'm like really thinking about something and can't be hard to put things down sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I do, I do, uh, it is important to me to have a little voice in my head that's that's always saying this isn't really that important. Mm -hmm. And then I can, you know, stop at the end of the day. (laughs) No, exactly. And I think it's, it's a, it's what a lot of people struggle with is if you really hate something, you hold on to it. And if you really love something, you hold on to it. So it's, it's really interesting. I, I think that sometimes like I, I really, you know, when you're having a really crazy day, I'll have a really crazy day at work and, and, and you know, clients are driving me up the wall or um, something's not going right or there's, an, there's a staffing issue or whatever. I, and I think uh, I, the, immediately, the first person I think I want to be is the person that's disinterested in everything. That's 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 the perfect person. Sometimes, the perfect the person that oh, I don't care about what I do. Oh, this person's upset. Oh well, nothing stresses yeah. me out. I, because I've met so many people that are on the negative side, and I'm never drawn to them because they just kind of really turn me off. But um, I'm always drawn to people that are on the other side, where you just love what you do. Your work feels like your life. Um, and then it's interesting because like for like people like you and me, 
we have to tell ourselves to turn it off just because there's other things that we have to do, you know? Right. <laughs> there's other parts of life we have to live. Like, if I could do the Go Agency 24-7, I would because it really brings me a lot of joy. It makes me happy to make my clients successful and to, to empower my employees and all that kind of stuff. So I always – it's interesting to, to me to find new ways of doing that. So I can understand um, where you're coming from, and I think that if you do do something that you love, it's just the same – issue that you have if it's something that you hate. Um, yeah, yeah but, it's a blessing and a curse to care. Yes, it really is. And, and I think that, you know, I, I tell myself this a lot if I'm just kind of like sitting down meditating, chilling, and kind of collecting my thoughts. I'm kind of, I always think like, it's, it's okay that you care about these things. It's okay to care. Right. You know, it's, it's sometimes you feel like it's going to hurt a little bit, but you know, it's okay <laughs> to open yourself up to things. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, let's talk about, let's go back to um, some, uh, like, the, the term success. And I, I, I call this the Success to Go podcast just because it's kind of like, you know, grab and go and just great life lessons. Um, yeah. Because I think success is, is such a broad term. You know, if we were in the 80s, it would be being a millionaire. If it was the 70s, it'd be, I don't know, like being a BG. But like... Right. I'm thinking right now of the, the episode of Portlandia where we meet the, the women who run the bookstore and what their, what, their, what their life was like in the 80s. And she's like driving a Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, success is subjective. Yes, it is super subjective. So like, what do you think uh, your three keys are to success? Um, I really... You know, it it really hasn't changed a lot over time. It, mm-hmm. it, it's great to uh, think about them in this way that you've asked of, of, like, narrowing it down to three main things. It's helpful for me, too, so mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but it's really the, the most important thing is knowing my why and, and being able to communicate it authentically. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So I've created, like, I know my personal why, uh, and, and it's really part of... Uh, the, a mission for our education and improv department too. It's right. really, you know, and, and creating a clear mission, really articulating a mission for um, an educational mission for American Stage Absolutely. Uh, has helped people get behind it and feel a part of it. Mm-hmm. And that uh, just kind of has a domino effect. Mm-hmm. It's key to surrounding yourself with the right people um, because genuine people are attracted to authentic ideas. And um, it's key to, you know, ha- getting A players on your team and and just and especially in a community like St. Pete mm-hmm. um, that really is growing. It's growing artistically. There's people moving here now mm-hmm. and people are choosing to be here and right. choosing to create the city they want to live in. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so so here, especially right now, that that is key, mm-hmm. knowing the why and communicating it to people. Absolutely. You know, the, um, this is something that I feel, knowing the why, I absolutely agree. Uh, I think one of the things that most businesses really fail is in, is in this, this like almost like a two-step that you've created here. Why and then telling people why. <laughs> you know, explaining their why to other people. Because I think a lot of, uh, you know, just a lot of professionals that I've dealt with in my time, they don't know their why and then they they think they know what their why is and then they lie about what their why is to somebody else. So it's like, <laughs> they're like, they're double and double, uh, double trouble really. Uh, so, you know, you can move so much faster through your relationships and more efficiently, I should say not faster. It's not all about speed, but 
really understanding what your purpose is and then letting other people know what your purpose is and what you're passionate about. And this goes down to a project. It goes down to if you're looking for work, (laughs) you know, talking to your friends. Like this is one of the things I always, I I spoke at, um, oh God, it was about five years ago. It was was, uh, an Ivy League conference for all of the people that were in their master's program. And I was talking about social media um, alongside like people from like YouTube and Google and all these other people. So I was kind of like this smaller guy on this panel and they were all telling them, they were selling them on the companies and the, and all of the students were saying, you know, well, how do I, how do I get a job and how do I do this? And I said, tell people what you want, ask for what yeah. you want, like, figure out what it is that you have been working so hard. What makes you tick, which make, what makes you cl- I don't want to say what makes you cry, what makes you laugh and all that stuff, but it really is what what, fi- what fires in your belly that you can tell somebody. And if you can communicate that effectively, you engage them at such a higher level. And, Absolutely. And it, I, it, it, go ahead. It's interesting that, like, I mean, the it's easy for a nonprofit to be able to follow a mission, mm-hmm. uh, but it, I, it, it's, it's much harder in, in you know, in a for in the for profit world or even in yep. the corporate world, and mm-hmm. that is, it, it's clear actually for the go agency too, especially because mm-hmm. you have a great marketing mind, Chris. Mm-hmm. That that is, it's it's so important. You know, you're running a for profit business, but it's it's really about uh, what is what is the the purpose of this business in the community, mm-hmm. even if it, for, you're talking about a for profit business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's it, it real. It's really being able to just. Be real with yourself and be real with others. I think that's right. you know, and and it's not. I'm I'm not going to go out and hug a tree and grab some granola and uh, you know, <laughs> be all airy fairy about this. This is the truth. This is this works right. for any type of person. So I love that point. What's your second key? Uh, knowing knowing my values is important. Of course, uh, mm-hmm. and it is. It can be a hindrance, but it also strengthens. Uh, the group of people you're working with, it strengthens the mission. It, you know, it, it can be a, mm-hmm. a, knowing your values is, is really important. And one of my most important ones to me is, is people first. Right. And mm-hmm. it kind of relates to what we were just talking about, too. And you're, you're talking about, like, that connection that you make when you communicate with someone authentically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really put it, recognizing that everything we do is, is really about is really about people, the yeah. people in, internally to the organization and the people externally to the organization. It, it puts things it puts things into perspective, and um, particularly in our ego driven theater industry, it, it takes the ego out of it. Mm. So uh, even our mission is meaningless without care for the people involved. Right. And I I really believe that happy, fulfilled, dedicated employees are so much more valuable than innate talent. Yeah, I I mean I I can imagine this to be a bit challenging? Do you feel this to be challenging at times um, within within your industry, within the theater industry? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's easier just within, when I'm making choices just within my own department here, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I can, you, you, you start to learn. You can tell when someone is genuine and, and you can tell when someone really wants to be there, um, whether it's an employee or whether it's a, a guest. Of, of the theater right. um, or a volunteer or, or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes, you know, it, it can be challenging in collaboration with mm. artists, with other departments, with other organizations uh, to to agree on who to involve, 
how everybody should be involved. Um, and, and also just like, you know, human resources choices mm-hmm. too. Um, just about safety and care for one another. And I just want to ju- just want to like commend you on this because this is something that I feel that is a very strong point for you, um, because just from knowing you and uh, how you interact with everybody, um, everyone out there, Tiffany has a very challenging job because she's trying to. Well, we're talking about communication. We're talking about being transparent. We're talking about lots of different programs, lots of different people, lots of different egos. And she's able, I think what I, one of the, one of the things that I, one of the traits I really love about how you deal with people is that you have the ability of slowing down the conversation. If it's Mm -hmm. getting too messy, if it's getting too hectic, if it's getting too scattered, you have a great ability to kind of really take, you could take one on one or one on many and really kind of pare it down so that everyone can stop getting ahead of themselves and you can come together better. So that's something, I don't know if that's something that you've noticed in yourself, but I think that's a really great trait that you have within this category that we're talking about, like knowing your values and also just commanding a group as well. Thank you, Chris. I haven't um, really articulated it like that. So that's awesome and and helpful for me to um, kind of internalize too. Um, but it, it, it is, we, we kind of have developed a no assholes policy. Yep. And, and I love that policy. Really <laughs> it's a great policy. <laughs> and it works really, I mean, but it also can only really be there when you know your why and can communicate it. Totally. Because otherwise, you know, because then you're attracting authentic people and then you're keeping them safe. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And that's, and it's so important. I mean, if, it, you know, that's why I, I, like going back to values, I mean, we're, we're banging on this and I'm going to, I'm going to move on to your third point in a second, but you know, there's so many other, you know, other options for being creative or doing, there's businesses that are just super out of value. They have no values. Their values are not, are to make money or to, you know, I don't want to say exploit, but you know, just really focus on negative things. And I think that in an industry such as yours, that you're able to focus on a people's first, and especially at the American stage. And anyway, if you want to check out more about the American stage, check out their website. It's AmericanStage.org. It's not the American stage. It's AmericanStage.org. Lots of great programs, et cetera, et cetera, ad nauseum. It's awesome. Um, but um, let's, you know, let's let's go into your third key. Okay, what do you got? Uh, it's important to listen and be nimble. Yeah. And it, you know, one really can't happen without the other. Um, it's easy when you're as lucky as I am and you're surrounded mm-hmm. by great people. Right. Because uh, I want to listen to to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, lean growth and the ability to pivot have really been key mm. because they encourage organic growth that's connected to what your demographic cares about. Right. And so, and you're a great example of this, Chris, mm. because you are on our improv advisory board. Yep. You've been involved with American Sage for a long time in mm. many ways. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you tell me, uh, you, you'll shoot me an email or you're, 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 you'll communicate with me when you have an idea or when you see something that like, uh, e- even you emailed me a couple weeks ago and said something about like, Hey, I've noticed the, uh, the new graphics uh, that you're using for for X thing, uh, you know, have changed. Mm-hmm. You know, I have some thoughts on that, and mm-hmm. that and that kind of stuff is is really valuable. You know, it's it's one of those things where um, I was interviewing uh, an, um, 
Corin Foster. She was uh, the director of marketing for Greenleaf Book Group a, f- a few episodes ago, and one of the th- one of the tips that she had the keys to her success was high, and she's obviously a for-profit business, which is different than yours um, at American Stage. But uh, she said that her one of her keys to success is hiring people that are smarter than you. Mm-hmm. And this is, I feel that this is kind of like an offshoot of that in a way, because it's getting people that are kind of on the same wavelength. I think that that's really important. And also with the with you know with the American stage and and also my involvement in the American stage, it's I always feel safe and I always feel like I have my voice and I always feel like I'm heard. Well, I'm loud, I'm obnoxious, and I'm an <laughs> asshole. But like uh, you know, I got I got right under that no assholes policy. Well, <laughs> like, you're not. You know, yeah, you're you're not an asshole because we have a no assholes policy. Yes. So you're approved. Yes, approved, <laughs> approved. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing like the target lady in the studio. Um, the uh, <laughs> but no, it's. It's such a cool group because everyone has a different shade. Everyone has a different coloring. Everyone has a different, you know, it's like a painting made up of different nuances. And that's what I think I can see. I feel lucky when I'm in that environment. And that's why I like to come back to it, right? And I think that's why a lot of people come back to American stage uh, because I think that this is the environment that's cultivated. And it's so supportive. And I think that, Obviously, being nimble is super important, right? Because you always don't, you always have to be ready to pivot on a on a dime. And speaking yeah. speaking of on a dime, like spinning on a dime, we were just before um, before we started our episode. I was talking to Tiffany kind of offline, and um, she, she's doing this big improv event in like uh, uh, like two weeks, which is crazy yeah. because it's such a big event. Why, you, why don't you talk about that a little bit? So uh, we are collaborating with the Palladium at St. Petersburg College. Cool. Uh, we're, we're good friends with them over there. Uh, so American Stage and the Palladium are presenting St. Pete Improvapalooza on October 28th and mm-hmm. October 29th. And it's going to be so fun. It's really to celebrate our talented local improv community from Tampa to St. Pete to Sarasota. And there's uh, lots of improv organizations involved, like American Stage, like Florida Studio Theater, The Box up in Tampa, and lots of other local teams. So we have some shows happening at the Palladium on mm-hmm. October 28th. Our American Stage house teams will be performing. Wow, when X geez. Meets Y with awesome musical improv. That's really good. And, uh, and then the uh, evening performance, we'll have a couple more teams from the box, and then Hawk and Wayne uh, in mm. karaoke prop. So it's like a sing-along, and it's, it's, it's super fun. Mm. Um, and and uh, we have, and then and then we're going to have on Sunday some workshops and an after party uh, with a few more performances at Black Crow, at Black Crow Coffee, mm-hmm. which is around the corner from the Palladium, and they're super cool also. So it really is. It's a. It's. It's. I'm calling it a mini festival, <laughs> even <laughs> yeah. though it's. It's really a festival. It's, it really is. Uh, it's two. It's two shows on Saturday, a bunch of workshops on Sunday, and another after party show. On, on Sunday as well. So it's, it's a real festival that we're, we're putting together because we have the, the community who can jump in, mm-hmm. you know, and, it's, and, you know, between the Palladium and their, their professionalism and high quality and, and all the, the uh, talented teams around and St. Pete's growing improv community, I think it's going to be a fun time. It's also an example of lean growth. 
because we're, you know, we're doing this out of the gate and then, you know, it, seeing seeing how it goes. It'll it'll be successful and then we'll layer on more fun stuff next year. And if you want so to learn if you want to learn more about this, um just anyone out there, it's at americanstage.org forward slash improvapalooza. Sorry, I cut you off there. I was doing a plug for you. Thank you. <laughs> You're the marketing guy. I will follow your lead on the, on the plugs. Yeah, exactly. Forward slash improvapalooza. Um, yeah. <laughs> but okay, so uh, that like this, this is obviously uh, as you can he, you can hear from what Tiffany said. This is a big event. Okay, so she's pulling it together in a couple weeks. And it's going to involve lots of different people, lots of, and I'm not, I'm, I'm going to throw egos into this, but and there's going to be lots of different personalities. That's better. Um, but how, how it will all come together is because of the approach that Tiffany and American Stage will take to something like this, where they will listen to everybody. They will take everybody into account. They will support everybody. They will try to make concessions. And this is part of, that this is the really important thing that you have to do if you want to be nimble. You have to bend sometimes in order to deliver what is best for the greatest amount of people, right? I mean, do you agree with me yeah. there? Oh, yeah. It, it's, um, it's really, I, I like that we've included the Sunday after party at Black Crow because yeah. we have these picketed performances at the Palladium and you know the you know we need to sell seats for those performances at the Palladium. The Palladium needs to sell seats. Right. We're going to have some really talented uh, teams there. A really popular Hawk and Wayne, uh, who founded American Stage right. Improv, right. Uh, and they hail from uh, Gavin hails from Gavin Hawk hails from Second City. Ricky Wayne hails from the Groundlings, mm-hmm. and then we're and then FSP is also sending sending One X and Swive. Musical Improv is the coolest thing. Oh yeah, uh, and. And they have a long-running improv program down at FST in Sarasota as well. Um, but it, it, you know, the performance at Black Crow uh, will give even more teams an opportunity to be involved because mm-hmm. uh, we only have so many time slots at the Palladium. Uh, but I really, I, it's so cool how much improv has grown in St. Pete and how mm-hmm. talented some of oh, these teams God. are. Mm-hmm. Even some of the new teams that have just formed in the past year. And so I really am excited for them to get involved at Black Crow and then see, see where the relationship grows, grows from there. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a really great event, everyone. AmericanStage.org! AmericanStage.org forward slash Improvapalooza. So, okay, let's go, let's, uh, let's go into how, hmm, this is an interesting one. A lot of people, actually, it's really funny, Tiffany, a lot of people that I've asked this question will struggle to name different advisors um, and they will come up with you know you know all of our employees are really you know they at that as a group act as our advisors in a way and everyone's approached this a little bit differently so I, I I'm interested to, for like who do you feel are your three most trusted advisors and you know why I guess it's, it's pretty clear for me I mean the first one's definitely my husband mm-hmm. um, because we've been partners in everything since I was 16 years old Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we've been friends for before my adult life. Even I was going to say all of my adult life, but before that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and um, and he understands the full context of everything I do. He's gotten involved here at American Stage. He volunteers all the time, and he's on one of our house teams. And he, you know, so he's he he's really in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and and Stephanie Gallart, 
is a great mentor as well. She's mm. the producing artistic director of American Stage. And she's been here for about two and a half years, about as long as I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she founded Capital Stage out in California and then um, was there for, for a decade and, and, and just moved out here a few years ago. Right. And she, ha- she has a great uh, personal mission. She has a great, she's brought a great energy into our theater, um, some, some great uh, work into our theater. She's mm-hmm. choosing fantastic, edgy, controversial plays that really encourage us to think and talk to each other about what's happening in our community. Mm. And so mm-hmm. she, she has an authentic and important mission for the organization, and she's so smart and centered uh, and deeply cares about our education mission. So she's a great partner in helping me make choices that mm-hmm. work uh, for everyone involved, and including the organization as a whole. Yeah. And she's not afraid to challenge me and ask me ask me the tough questions. So, um, And so that's really helpful. Oh, yeah. And, I, it's, and it's, then, it's always good to have someone that will challenge you, you know, in, yeah. in, a, in a productive way, right? Right, right. And she's not, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because she's my boss. Um, but mm. she's really a great mentor to me, and when she challenges me, it's it's you know we all we have the same mission in mind, we have the mm-hmm. same goal in mind. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, so that's super important, and um, and the the improv advisory board uh, and our and our instructors, our improv instructors, mm-hmm. they do that as well. There are many great advisors in the improv community, mm-hmm. uh, who yourself included, Chris, who. Mm-hmm who are out there, who are, you know, more eyes and ears on the ground than, than I can be just as one person, mm-hmm. and um, really communicate and think about uh, the trajectory of our curriculum. They think about the inclusion of the rest of the improv community around us and, and the, uh, you know, uh, the rest of the theater community as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenna Felder is a great example of that. Oh, I love uh, Jenna. Yeah, she's she's a, an improv student. She was an improv student when I started at American Stage. Now she's on the team as per usual. We have very similar values and perspectives, and um, I guess I, I'm I call I'm calling her out because she also works in the nonprofit world. Right. Mm-hmm. So she's one of the advisors in our improv community who not only sees what's happening around, but she also understands me mm-hmm. and understands American Stage as a nonprofit organization. Um, and she understands the St. Pete community. So, so it's helpful to have a, uh, an a understanding perspective and voice uh, in, that, in that large group of people as well. Now, just a different question that's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like adjacent to this. You know, it, how important do you feel it is to have someone that you respect to bounce off of on a regular basis to you? I mean, it's endlessly important to me. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm a native Florida, Floridian, even though I was in D.C. Um, for the first part of my career mm-hmm. before coming here. Um, I'm, I'm a native Floridian, so I have, like, a little attitude in me that's like, I could do this by myself. I don't need any help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have, like, a Florida attitude. <laughs> but, it sounded like an extra from Oliver, but... The- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm just fine on my own, sir. Yeah, I can do it, mate. <laughs> sorry, my mates. Like, okay. Anyway, good. Sorry. Now you're a pirate. I know. Anyway, um, <laughs> so so you know, I do make just like quick, fast decisions sometimes, mm-hmm. but I'm also, you know, I value collaboration so much. Yeah. It's what our entire, you know, it, it's integral to just our society and just being a human being, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I 
try to collect as much data as possible before I make the big decisions. And that really includes just people's opinion, you know, opinions from people I respect. Right. And um, it's, you know, because listening, because when we were talking about the three keys to success, listening and being nimble is, is yeah. up there on the list so high. It's just endlessly important to have somebody you, you respect to bounce your ideas off of. And you were talking about collaboration. You know, a lot of people, um, a lot of, uh, you know, businesses, like, well, in the for-profit world, I feel like it's a little bit different than the nonprofit world because sometimes the missions are defined by one person in the for-profit world as they are formed by an organization in the non-for-profit world. And um, do, like, do you feel that collaboration at any point will slow you down? when you're trying to get to, do you ever get frustrated with collaboration at all? Um, and, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, there, there's red tape to collaboration sometimes. Mm-hmm. It does slow you down. But, you know, and, and it can be frustrating because you want to do things fast and grow quickly and move on to the next thing. And, and I'm impatient, so mm-hmm. I have that in me. So, you know, it's, but... I have such a high value for lean growth, especially today, mm-hmm. you know, when, when there's so much competition in the world and so much media and so much conversation about everything and things change on a dime and, uh, you know, economic conditions change on a dime. Of course. And mm-hmm. the lean growth, collaboration works really well with lean growth. Mm-hmm. Great ideas can always be acknowledged and we can work toward it and we can keep it in our mind and think about it and value it and hold it. But we, um, but you know, to to move a little bit slowly and just layer things on uh, is really the way to go because nothing's ever perfect. So there's mm-hmm. always going to be something you want to do and change and grow. Mm-hmm. And you know, so big leaps often are, are not. Um, I mean, you know, they're not doable for some non for most nonprofits. Mm-hmm. But it's also not always smart. Of course, big leaps. So it's. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm impatient, but I definitely believe in in um, in just layering things step by step. And and mm-hmm. you know, in collaboration, we tell our students this when we uh, do collaborative theater mm-hmm. um, with an ensemble, uh, where they where they create their own original stories together as an ensemble. Mm-hmm. We tell them that all ideas have value, and just because one idea might uh, end up in the final script versus another. Mm-hmm. It, it's not really one idea versus another. We wouldn't have gotten to that idea that we're, that we're charging ahead with mm-hmm. without the variations of ideas that came before that. Oh, uh, yeah. So it, all of the, you know, that is what collaboration is. It's a bunch of yes anding. Mm-hmm. So we find what's going to work right now in the present condition. You know, it's it's funny because you know I've been in many a uh, boardroom when I'm when I'm with other marketing and sales professionals, and we're trying to brainstorm. And at the and about halfway through, you can start seeing who's getting pissed off because their ideas aren't getting picked up. And it's mm. and it, it's kind of I always it's funny because you you say this because it's it just brought me back to a couple instances of my life where I recognized that they were being ridiculous by being upset. <laughs> I mean, I mean, everyone's value, but like, it was kind of like, why are you upset? This is kind of like a game. This is like, we're trying yeah. to get to the best result together. And, uh, and I've worked with many teams that, 
the the collaboration in terms of you know sharing ideas and, and kind of doing a brainstorming, the yes anding was just impossible. So it would be a different story. It would be like brainstorming via email. <laughs> Something that exactly. wasn't so that wasn't so emotionally attached because email is pretty can be pretty cold. Okay, well, what do you think makes what makes this is a weird question? I I always feel weird asking this one. What makes you feel successful? I don't think that's a weird question. No, because um, we're talking about how success is subjective. So it you know true. Yeah, that's right. And it's different for everybody. Um, for me, it really is like simple stuff like being able to walk my dog on the beach every day. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what else is happening in my, in my life, if I uh, if I'm making, you know, and it's not every single day, obviously, but like if I have if I've created a life, a lifestyle where that's a, a possibility for me on some kind of routine, mm-hmm. then that, that's success to me. That's all that that you need. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's 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 the idea of, uh, of gratitude and, and the importance of that. I feel that uh, I, I agree with you because I don't feel that, I think a lot of people, what happens is in business, for-profit businesses, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs or uh, people that work in companies that are high-level high people, they're chasing that money, and then guess what? They get the money, they buy everything they want, and then what's next? Mm-hmm. You know, be a, being a, because all they wanted to do was accumulate, and it wasn't that they were kind of, I hate to say, I don't want to say internalizing, but really kind of being grateful for the things that are happening around them or the things that that car that they bought, they should be really grateful that they have that car and they love it and they can enjoy it. But it's, okay, new model's coming out in two years, so I have to make that next quote up. And it becomes, right. you know, it really, really fuzzy. And I really do feel that working in some sort of gratitude into every single day that you have or a morning or just a moment where you can just experience, oh my gosh, I'm able to sit at this really comfy chair and listen to music for a half an hour at my desk at work. This is awesome. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a little things. It is. It is. It's, imp- it's important. For a period of time, I, um, I can't remember where this, where this came from. There's an author and a speaker. I can't, I can't remember exactly where it came from, though, okay. uh, who suggests you know, three, a, three, a gratitude of uh, a practice of three gratitudes a day. So at the end of the day, you write down mm-hmm. three things you're grateful for, mm-hmm. um, and that you know that that even that simple thing can be life changing. Oh, absolutely! And just just uh, like funnily enough, that's something I do every morning. I have mm-hmm. um, I have a gratitude journal that I do in the a.m. and the p.m. And what I do is I write what I have when, how, what I'm grateful for in the in the morning, and then what I, what I was grateful for that day, and it gives you so much perspective on so many different things. It sounds so silly to many people. Um, I, I'm a big fan of journaling and that kind of stuff as well. Um, and just because people think journaling is, oh, I have to be like a big writer, like Jackie Collins. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't know why Jackie <laughs> Collins popped in my head. <laughs> We're having this serious discussion. I have to bring up the late, great Jackie Collins. <laughs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on to the next question. I don't know where I'm going to go from there. Um, I can't yes the end that one. Okay, so uh, what thing have you seen in other um, for-profit businesses, non-profit businesses that really um, hamper or hinder their success? Uh, it, we were talking about it a little bit. A, a lack of yes and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people misinterpret what that means. Uh, but if you want to learn what that means, you can take a corporate improv class with American Stage. 
Um, <laughs> Where can you learn more about that, Tiffany Ford, from American <laughs> Stage? stage.org slash improv. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning from you. Uh, <laughs> very good. Very good plug. Very clear. Um, I, and yes and doesn't mean saying yes to everything or spending no. all your time brainstorming. Yes and is a, a, an improv quote-unquote rule. If there, you know, if you can talk about uh, improv as though it has rules, which many people do. Mm-hmm. But it, it means understanding the collaborative process of diverging and converging and active listening to your collaborators and clients and accepting and adding what your team members give. Of course. So there's a give and take that happens. Um, so it's not just accepting, it's, it's riffing on each other. It's uh, creating something together. And mm-hmm. really, you know, that's the point, right, is creating something together. Uh, so so organizations who do not create a yes and environment, they'll lose their A players really fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, absolutely. You know, it's it, – I, I really do agree with you. Um, Yeah. No, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking about how many times I've seen this. And it's yeah. funny when I started improv, I, you know, started it for different reasons. It wasn't for corporate reasons. It wasn't, to, it, was, it was just as a creative outlet. And, um, and then someone said this, said just what you said to me. And I was like, Oh my God, this is why I'm, I'm good at what I do in some instances at work because I do <laughs> yeah. do this. And then I'm like, oh my God, this person does it too. And then I'll be like, uh, I'll be watching, a, I'll be at a, co- like a conference or a, a marketing conference or I'll be watching something or whatever. And um, I will see it and I'll be like, oh my God, improv, it's there. It's like that, that's what they're <laughs> yeah. teaching. And then I'll say it to someone next to me and they're like, shut up and take notes. But like, it's a, it's a, it's, it's so, it's so true. And honest, honest to goodness, everybody, if you are interested in just being more effective as a leader, being more effective as like listener or communicator, I can't really recommend improv enough. Um, it's really changed my life. Um, and I've seen other people who use it for different reasons than I do, whether it's to become, um, more extroverted, or it's to be become a better communicator. Even if you want to meet other people that are like-minded, it's really great. And the programs at AmericanStage.org are amazing. There's tons of them. There's lots of different options. Even if you just want to take a workshop and just dip your your, your toe in the pond, there's a lot of benefits to improv. And I mean, me and Tiffany could probably talk about that for about an hour. I'm sure we could. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a improv for life class that really. Uh, gets to the heart of, of you know, mm. keeping your brain in shape. And one of our students even calls it uh, uh, yoga for your mind. Oh, wow. That's yeah. that's so true. Um, it's, wow, that's really good. That's that's really good. You should actually use that marketing. Yes, we have. <laughs> you, you have? Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'm like but, thinking. But also the Improv for Work series is really like, well, uh, for, for organizations. And you guys, you guys actually were a guinea pig. Go yep. Agency mm-hmm. uh, helped us uh, develop kind of our first round of Improv for Work. Um, uh, you know, business training with, with, with staff, and uh, and it's it's really fun actually to craft to craft something around what that group of people needs. Yeah, I, I but honestly, Tiffany, you got to get you got to get yoga um, for the mind on stickers yeah. like yesterday. <laughs> Um, I mean, if that's not, I mean, I would, I would immediately after this Google that if no one's copyrighted, take it, put it on something. Um, yeah, I'm like, I'm in love with that. I'm going, I'm like, I can't stop thinking about it now. Okay. I have an interview to do. Come on. 
my marketing my marketing person's coming out. Um, okay, what what's one piece of advice that you think all business professionals should know or should follow? What piece of advice should people follow? You know, I, I it's hard for me to choose one. I, I feel like there's there's one that I that I would recommend um, just in collaboration and working with others, and then like a personal one uh, that that's helped me a lot. Um, right. You know, the first one. When employees, volunteers, or whoever you're working with feel like they matter, like their personal skill set yeah. and qualities matter, mm-hmm. you get so much more out of your team, and mm-hmm. and you discover possibilities and accomplishments that you that you only dream of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I love what you were saying earlier about hiring people who are smarter than you. Right. Um, and so that that's important. And then and then really being transparent and you know being collaborative and and bringing everyone into into the why and, and the work mm-hmm. and, uh, and exercising care for, yeah. for your employees. It, it, it's really important that they feel like they matter because you'll just get more out of them. Um, mm. and, then, and then the second one is, is, I think it's a Steve Jobs quote that I might be butchering. Butcher but it. What I, tell, what I tell myself a lot is what you say no to is just as important as what you say yes to. Mm-hmm. Um, and this seems to be at surface like a, like conflicting with the idea of yes and, but it's not because it's really it's about being intentional with your choices right. and not being afraid to to say no thank you, mm-hmm. um, you know, because we're all afraid that if you know we all think we have to say yes to everything because it'll deter clients or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, but really, you know, you can't be everything to everyone, and you have to be what you are fully, mm-hmm. and you will get more dedicated supporters and followers that way. And we've definitely seen that with American Stage. Oh, and, and, and I've seen it with my own business. You know, we've had we've had people that, um, and I'm 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 going to speak to the uh, the saying no. I'm 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 a, I'm always a firm maybe. You know, mm-hmm. I'm always a firm maybe because I never commit until I really can think through something. And it's kind of like when I and I think of a firm maybe, I immediately think of a, a Facebook invitation. Everyone's like, "Why are you always a maybe?" It's like, "Don't judge me. I'm thinking." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, get off my back. I'm thinking about this. It's like, are you trying to find something better? I'm just like, no. I'm just a maybe. And uh, I think that, it, and I've done that with. I, I, but I, when I'm dealing with the my professional life and I'm dealing with clients. And I see uh, there's certain behaviors that I like and I accept and there are, are acceptable in terms of, uh, let's just say, how a client would treat an, empl- an employee of mine. And when they are unacceptable, I'm very happy to excuse them as a client and say, uh, excuse them, meaning here's the door. I'm sorry, we're not going <laughs> to work with you anymore because you're mean. Um, right. And... I can do that because those are the values in my business. And I think that if everyone has a set, in what it's called, and it's really interesting, there's a book called, um, oh gosh, why am I forgetting the name of it? Um, book Solid or something like that. I can't think of it off the top of my head. And in that, it talks about a velvet rope policy. And hmm. it's only allowing people in that fit your criteria. It's not saying that only people that are really fabulous and look wonderful and are beautiful and popular you should be letting in. But it's like keeping people in line and looking at them and saying, are these the type of people that I want to attract to me? Are these the people that I want to attract to my business? And once inside, are they going to interact well? Are they going to interact well with my employees, with what right. our service offerings are? 
And I think that that is a re- and I've used that and I've developed that. A lot of people use it in terms of creating like buyer profiles or whatever. And um, I've used that and it really helps me because I can identify a rotten apple a mile away. Just like you were saying before, after interacting with everyone for so while, you can you can tell where the ego people are and the people that are kind of going to be passive aggressive and are going to be a little bit, yeah. you know, venomous. So, um, so yeah, I love that. I love that advice, and I think that's stuff. That's that's a lot of good things for um, people to think about. You know, all, I always like to ask what you re- what you have read or what books that you would recommend. What what books would you recommend to people to to read? So I really like um, and. I, I do, I know this is a personal thing, but I, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, whether they're comedians or not, whether they're um, female entrepreneurs or not, I, I think Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, both of their books, Amy Poehler's Yes, mm-hmm. Please, and Tina Fey's Bossy Pants are mm-hmm. so awesome mm-hmm. uh, because they, um, they're about business and they're about leadership and they're about creating something from the ground up, right. but they're also about, you know, the struggle, like the personal struggles that go mm-hmm. along with that. And I think that's really important for people to mm-hmm. hear. I've read so many business books over the years um, that are, that are, that just tell stories about what success means or like kind of these vanilla mm-hmm. stories about, that like make things black and white. And mm-hmm. you know, life isn't black and white. Things are hard and, you know, you have to, you, they're going to, you're going to be challenged. And, um, but no matter kind of, what your skill set is, you can create something that fits that uh, for yourself. Um, I also really like Lucky or Smart by Bo Peabody. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's really great to think about, um, and and maybe that's because I, you know, I'm in an ego-driven industry, and so it's really uh, to ask yourself the question, the question, am I lucky or smart? It really uh, it gives a lot of perspective uh, because the answer is typically both, <laughs> you know, and, and just learning how to recognize when you're being lucky and then make use out of that is, uh, is it can be key. Yeah, I agree then, completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, um, and I really like Who Moved My Cheese, which I haven't read in a long time, but it's, it's, um, I, I, that, I think that's just great life life advice. Whether you're no matter no matter what your work is, I think who who moved my cheese yeah. is important for everybody. I, you know what's really interesting? Uh, going back to uh, who moved my cheese is a great book. And lucky or smart, I've heard um, a lot of good things about as well. Um, the going back to the the, um, the Puller and Fay books. Uh, this is something interesting also when I was speaking with Corinne Foster from Greenleaf Book Group a few um, mm-hmm. a few episodes ago. I asked her this question. And she named three fiction books. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, well, you know, I, 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 was, she was, I, I said, you know, you're a Greenleaf, you're a Greenleaf book group, you know, you know, uh, that's great. I, is, are these your authors or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like a jerk. And, um, it, and, but they are predominantly nonfiction and those weren't her authors. She, what she said mm-hmm. was that she needs fiction to clear her mind. She mm. wants to go and she wants to hear someone else's story and she wants to immerse, not escape her own life, but she wants to immerse herself in other people's stories. And yeah. I just thought that, you know, when you're mentioning Tina Fey and Amy Poehler's books, people were thinking, oh, they're going to be cute. They're going to be funny. Yeah. And there's going to be a lots of, like, they stretch the truth a little bit in some of the stories and some mm-hmm. of the, you know what I mean? They're, they're, some of them are funny, but there's lessons within them 
which I think are really important, especially Tina Fey. I, I really, really connected yeah. to that one. Um, um, Amy's is great too, but I really connected with Tina's. Um, yeah. But Tina, yeah, well, Tina's Tina is a writer. It's so well written. Oh yeah, Tina Fey's. So, yeah. it, but it's it, it's interesting. Yeah, because story. I mean, you know, you're talking to a theater artist. Story yep. is, you know, you learn things from story. That's mm-hmm. why we tell stories. Is mm-hmm. because we gather truth from them. Absolutely. And it it's um so it it is it's it's great you know uh, entrepreneurial advice books or. Uh, self-help advice books, like all that stuff is really great, but you, things resonate more when they're told on a human level. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's something that uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler in, in both of their respective books really, um, they hit that combo. <laughs> yep, I agree with you completely. You know, I got one final question for you, Tiffany. Uh, okay. If you could change one thing about your business, or the nonprofit business, or whatever. What would it be? It's 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 interesting. Um, I, you know, I haven't actually thought about it that much, but my instinct is to say uh, that, and maybe this is because I'm a nonprofit person. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just this whole concept of a capitalistic society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's really another conversation, but it's <laughs> you no. know, it's mm-hmm. um, we kind of straddle uh, straddle that. For profit and and, um, and nonprofit uh, stuff in in our in our world to, mm-hmm. to create a functional organization that can provide for our community and um, you know but capitalism has boundaries. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, boundaries it, are good though. Boundaries make us creative. Yeah, I, I it, well, it kind of it can keep you creative. It can keep you online too. Um, it's uh, I feel that if we if I were to go back and, look and, and list off in my brain all of the different pieces of advice that I've taken away from recent um, business books or, motiv- I don't want to say motivational books or self-help books, but just kind of like self-development books or leadership development or anything. The thing that I have seen the biggest trend in is focusing on gratitude, focusing on mm. joy, focusing on other people. And it's, n- and it's not from... Joe Schmo, it's like Richard Branson, or it's people <laughs> that are like super wealthy. It's not like, uh, and I'm not going to say, I don't want to say that his name, but um, wealthy businessmen um, have the have a certain level of advice. But now, looking at some of these wealthy businessmen, they're changing it, and it, it seems like there's there's a real change and I see in the business community to really trying to take care of yourself. And it's not about like, oh yeah, let's uh, work hard, play harder and that crap because right. that's, it's crap. I mean, I, I think that, what are you going to do? Work yourself into the ground and then have a hangover for four days? I mean, what, what, is, that, is that a win? <laughs> is that a win? I mean, God, like, give up. But uh, um, but don't give up. Good, God, life is good. Uh, but uh, not, not going down that road. But um. But no, it's, uh, it, it's really, I think people are striving for different types of joy in their lives and different types of versions of success. So I, I, I understand where you're coming from with this. Yeah. So, well, um, Tiffany, it has been an absolute joy to speak with you as always. Yes. Um, I'm so glad you thought of me and invited me. Yeah, no problem. If you want to learn more about Tiffany Ford uh, the, and all of her wonderful programs, again, AmericanStage.org. And if you want to learn more about their improv, AmericanStage.org forward slash improv. If you want to learn about the upcoming event, uh, Improvapalooza, 
AmericanStage.org forward slash Improvapalooza. Um, please check that out. Again, I can't tell you how useful improv has been in developing my own career professionally and my personal relationships and communication style. So I really think it's great. Tiffany, I think you do a great job at what you do, and I'm so happy that you were able to uh, just be interviewed with us today. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. Well, um, everyone, that was the wonderful Tiffany Ford on the Success to Go podcast. I am super happy I was able to talk to her. Um, we have some wonderful shows coming up. If you have not rated our show, I need you to go rate it right now. Come on, go, go, go. Hit a, hit a button, hit a button. Well, if you're driving, don't hit a button, hit it later. Give us a rating, send me some questions, you know, do whatever you need to do. But again, you can check us on demand, any of your favorite podcast players, iTunes, you name it. And we'll, text, we'll check it out next time on the Success to Go podcast with me, Christopher Tompkins.